The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are all about delivering quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. So if you like what you hear and you'd like to support, just please visit roadtorediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. And we'll even give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest is an executive coach and the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting. Her company helps entrepreneurs and executives step beyond the edge of their comfort zone to find their voice and tame any feelings of self-doubt. She's a certified rapid transformational therapist, a certified hypnotherapist, among many other credentials. She's also the co-author of the best-selling book, Breakthrough Healing. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's welcome Michelle Molitor to the show. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you, Aubrey. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, likewise. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're glad you're here. So um, let's go ahead and um, if we can just kind of turn the clock back a little bit. Uh, I think I understand that you had a previous career in the high tech industry about 20 years ago. Uh, what, what 
inspired you to make that career change uh, in the coaching field? Sure. So, yes, in my my previous life, I was a creative director in uh, web development. Mm -hmm. Um, I got moved to the San Francisco Bay Area for a hot dot-com startup. We were going to IPO. I had a golden ticket. I was going to be a millionaire, (laughs) I thought for sure. Uh-huh. Except the market crashed that week and said, mm. no, but we kept going and I kept hiring people and expanding my team. And mm-hmm. um, I hired a couple of folks who uh, very quickly made it clear they didn't like working for a woman mm. and told me as much in a variety of different ways. And um, that really started to impact my confidence. And ultimately, I was let go. Um, it created a self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, and I was devastated. I felt crushed um, yeah. and yeah. I felt a lot of shame around losing my job. And I really didn't know what to do next. So I, um, my uncle was like, why don't you get a coach? There's these things called career coaches now. I was like, okay, where do I find one? So mm-hmm. through the magic of the internet, I discovered my first coach. And in the process of being coached, Aubrey, I really discovered my true calling, passion, and purpose. So um, I quickly went on to become trained and certified as a coach and yeah. started my company, Nectar Consulting, back in 2001. And mm. over the last 20 years, I've worked with, I don't know, probably thousands of people worldwide. Um, and I've constantly been seeking how to... Um, how do we become the best version of ourselves? How do we get rid of that junk in our trunk? We no longer need those old yeah. limiting beliefs that create right. self-doubt, that create imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And um, about five or six years ago now, I discovered this really amazing tool called Rapid Transformational Therapy or RTT. Mm-hmm. And in doing the work for myself, it created such a powerful powerful shift in a very short period of time i was like oh okay this is really the next level of mastery for me so i went on to get um, trained and certified as a hypnotherapist and i've incorporated these two modalities together into what i call rapid rewiring so i'm able to help folks um, move beyond the surface level problems that they say that they have that they do have and get at that deeper level at a subconscious level to identify the root causes of those blocks right right neutralize them and then rewire their mind heart and spirits with new empowering beliefs so that they can be the very best version of themselves a better parent a better mother father son daughter leader whatever it might be so that they actually get to shine more authentically and speak their truth. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, thank you for the clarity and 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 how that works, Michelle. Really, really appreciate it. And <clears throat> when it comes to the the, the rapid transformation therapy, I, I'm I, I'd love to chat about that uh, in uh, here in a few, in a couple minutes. Um, I am what I'd like to do if we can is if we can just get to the heart of those uh those feelings of self-doubt get to the heart of the uh uncertainty and the lower confidence maybe even lower self-esteem in some cases and just just if we can just kind of cover that topic as far as how does that generally start what does that look like for different people and then from there talk about the great work that you're doing in the rewiring when you put um transformational 
um, therapy, uh, transformational um, uh, 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 therapy together um, for uh, for rewiring. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, when it comes to self doubt, okay, um, is self doubt applied to a person as who they are? You know, is it it it, it does it define who they are, or is self doubt does it apply to like an event or a facet of their life? Does that make sense? So, so self doubt is is a a lack of belief in oneself and one's abilities, mm -hmm. right? And that belief, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not yeah. capable enough. Whatever that not enoughness is mm -hmm. typically starts, um, it gets planted as a seed oftentimes when we're children, right? Yes. Um, growing up, the, the environment that we live in mm -hmm. is the emotional water we're swimming in, so to speak. And if okay. you have um, individuals, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, other adult influences in your life that tell you negative things, oh, who are you? Or don't be, don't be so loud or don't mm -hmm. be a smarty pants, don't mm -hmm. stand out, don't be braggadocious, whatever it might be that mm -hmm. created beliefs and they, they dropped into your subconscious. So as a child, we literally don't have the full capacity of our brain yet. It's not fully formed until we're 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And so when we hear these messages, well, you're not, who are you? You're not smart enough, right? Mm, they go yeah, into our yeah. subconscious mind and they sit there, they stick, right? Because right. we don't know that it's not true. Well, my right. mom or my dad said it, it must be true. And mm -hmm. so then we start believing it. it. It takes on a life of its own because it, it gets dropped into our programming, just like mm -hmm. programming on your phone, right? And it, it just starts running you. And so it becomes the way that you move through the world to stay safe, to follow the rules, to color inside the lines until one day you wake up and go, that doesn't really work for me. I don't know if I actually believe that about myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all of those limiting beliefs, they show up as self-doubt in our lives. Um, okay. And, and that can manifest as a lack of confidence, a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-love, right. um, a, a lack of self-acceptance. Self it comes mm -hmm. in many forms and it can impact your day-to-day -day life in so many different areas. It can impact your work. It can impact how you deal with money or, or be with money. It can impact your relationships, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. your success, even your, your sense of motivation. All of these different mm -hmm. things are impacted by your self-doubt. So it is something that um, is prevalent. We all suffer from levels of self-doubt at various points in our lives. So right. identifying it, understanding, listening for that internal conversation that you're having with yourself. Yeah. And if that that internal dialogue is negative more of the time than not, then you need to pause and pay attention to that so you can shift it. So self-awareness plays a big part, a big role in identifying um, this self-doubt. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, with someone can have all the confidence 
and have everything in order, so to speak, say in their family life, in their home life. But when they pull into the parking lot at their job, um, they can become consumed. And, and, I, and I love the point you brought up earlier, Michelle, how um, it can affect just about every aspect of your life, because even though in, say, in my scenario I just shared, um, you know, having everything in order and confident about the role of husband and father in the home and the self-doubt uh, and uncertainty you feel um, in, in at work, uh, that can trickle into your home life, I would imagine. Is that is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the work that I've done with so many people over, um, over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. um, and my research and trying to figure out how to regain my own confidence, because it was kind of shattered, splattered, smothered and fried all over the floor for mm -hmm. quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, as I started to pick up my own pieces and figure out how to put myself back together again, yes. um, I started to discover these patterns in my clients. And so I've identified five self-doubt archetypes, Aubrey. There's the procrastinating perfectionist. There's mm -hmm. the fearful follower, mm -hmm. the shapeshifter, mm -hmm. the anxious avoider, and the reluctant resistor. Mm. And each one of those has a different way of presenting itself. And each one is based on traumas that we've experienced, events in our lives that have made us believe that in order to be safe, we need to act or behave in a certain particular way. So let's take the shapeshifter, for example. Okay. Um, a shapeshifter is someone whose self-doubt causes them to be the ultimate people pleaser. I will shapeshift and morph myself and be a chameleon to fit into any situation to make everyone else feel okay. Even if it, my own sense of feeling comfortable is completely out the window. Okay. But at a young age, um, shapeshifters typically have grown up with say a narcissistic parent or caregiver right that was um oftentimes belittling them or gaslighting them making themselves believe that they didn't know what they were talking about they mm. that their emotions that they were feeling weren't their feelings and so in order to avoid um that kind of drama that often comes with um, narcissistic personalities, right, they right. would just be like, okay, whatever you need, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. I'll make myself into whatever shape or form you need me to be so yeah. that we can keep everything even keel because the drama is way too uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. making myself uncomfortable, trying to be other things that I'm not necessarily is right. less uncomfortable. So it creates a different kind of self-doubt than say the procrastinating perfectionist who uh, always has to have everything perfect. Right. Because right. if it's not perfect, I, I can't, I can't put it out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so all of these beliefs are driven by events that happen to us um, at an early age and they just sit there in our subconscious until we identify them and decide to make an, a, a conscious change in how we want to move through the world. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. The five archetypes. 
and you just shared some clarity on the shapeshifter. Great example. <laughs> That's a, a, a great example. Um, and, and I imagine these archetypes are, would they be in the book as well? No, they're not in okay. the book. I actually okay. just released these this year. So gotcha. um, uh, I'll share with you my self-doubt finder quiz. So everyone can go and take the quick quiz. It takes like three minutes to take mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. you'll identify your predominant self-doubt archetype. We all have facets of these within us, typically. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just like um, you've probably heard of the love languages, right? I have. Five, um, yeah. So there are five different love languages. And while we have um, some of all five aspects, there's usually one or two that are our predominant ones. It's the same thing for the self-doubt archetypes. There might okay. be one or two that is your, your leading edge, if you will. So sure. my, my leading self-doubt archetype that I am continuously acknowledging, hello, thank you for sharing and move out of the way is I'm the anxious avoider. Like I'll mm. just, I'll just do it all by myself yeah, because yeah trying to hand off and, and, and delegate to other people on my team. Mm -hmm. It just takes too much time. I'll just, I'll just figure it out. I'll do it myself. Right. Mm. Yeah. But the yeah. whole point of having a team is delegating to them. Right. So I'm constantly like, no, right. hand that off. No, hand that off, hand that off. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so each one has, has an impact on us. And the beautiful thing about it is once you identify what your archetype is, mm -hmm then you can see how you can start to take your power back from those fears, from that mm. self-doubt, from the anxiety, the overwhelm, the burnout yes. that is triggering that Yes. and and come back to a place of center that feels more grounded and more yes. confident. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and, and, and one thing I just want the listeners to be clear on um, is, you know, I, I have to commend you, Michelle, because you have actually this this has been your calling from your own personal journey through the self-doubt that you shared earlier um in in the workforce or in the in, in the environment that you were in right yeah absolutely i always yeah. um i learned very quickly aubrey that our greatest source of pain is our greatest source of power passion mm -hmm. and purpose right mm -hmm. when you can take those painful lessons learned yes. in our lives yeah. and find the wisdom in it the mm -hmm. wisdom of the wound and turn it around and give it back as a gift to the world that's yes. a place of passion and purpose that's where you light up and are excited to get out of bed every day mm -hmm. um you know i've been building out um and a new course that i recently launched called um how to become unshakable and it's a yeah. seven week online course about overcoming your self-doubt mm -hmm. and rewiring your brain for greater confidence. Um, and, you know, when I first when I first started it, it was over a year ago. I was like, oh, I yeah. got to create this course on imposter syndrome and I got it all mapped out and then I got stuck. My mm -hmm. own imposter syndrome went, Whoa! right 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 like oh okay hold on let me back up a little bit right uh -huh, and uh -huh. i had to do some more of my own work and just take another layer and another layer because we're never done evolving aubrey right right a, a friend of mine say new level new devil michelle and was like oh right as soon as you get rid of one layer there comes another one up yes. to, to get processed and healed right yeah so 
as I um, created this course and and just got it launched last week, actually, I'm super excited about it. Oh, um, congratulations. It's, thanks, thanks. It's It's been a journey of identifying my own pains and my own passions and my mm -hmm. core values. And I've poured 20 years of my, my heart and soul and passion and purpose into this course as another way for people to be able to, to work with me. Um, Cause there's only so many hours in the day, right? I can only yes. work with so many right. people one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah. it's, it's amazing where our journey takes us. And when we're able to find those pieces of wisdom yes. from the painful events of our lives, yes. then it becomes a much more joyful journey. 100%. The very heart and soul and essence uh, and message of, of this show, right? Uh, taking, taking that pain and finding the wisdom and, 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 and leveraging it, making it your strength, not just for your own growth, but to contribute to the growth of others, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hugely important, hugely important. And so um, you mentioned the uh, self-doubt quiz uh, that is available for the listeners, I believe, on your website. And, and for the listeners' benefit, um, is, is there also like a free masterclass course or something? Yes, there is. Okay. Thanks for asking. So um, take the self-doubt quiz. It's a wonderful, quick little thing. And mm -hmm. then you'll get... Um, You'll get an invitation to my free uh, masterclass called Taming Your Self-Doubt, where we mm. talk more specifically about each of the self-doubt archetypes and um, help you create a plan for how to move forward. Um, it's a really uh, fun masterclass. I'm actually going to be um, teaching again in about a week and a half on mm -hmm. Monday, the, the 28th of March, and then again um, a couple times in April. So it's a free course, um, a free masterclass, and um, I'll be sure to give you the link for that so you can share it out in the show notes with everyone. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure and and put those in the, the episode show notes so they can directly access that. Um, one last question I wanted to ask you regarding self-doubt, and then I'd love to for us to unpack some rapid rewiring, right? Um, now, uh, I know you work with a lot of executives and people leaders, and um, I guess one thing that I was thinking about as uh, as uh, as as I've as I was looking, you know, through your information on a very informative website, by the way, is um, this thing they call the Great Resignation, right? Um, you've heard about it on the news and. Um, people leaving their jobs and not sure, you know, where they're going, if they're starting their own business or whatever. But um, do you see that having any direct impact on uh, leaders' abilities to manage the people they have or to continue their business? Um, have, have you ha seen any of that fall out as a result oh, of the Great Resignation? Oh, gosh, Yes. Yeah. Um, in so many ways, Aubrey, so many ways, because mm -hmm. folks who were working inside of larger organizations, right. there's there's a hiring shortage. Mm -hmm. We've got mm -hmm. probably millions of jobs available, and a whole bunch of people have left the workforce and decided, yeah. 
I don't want to work for the man anymore. Right, right. No offense, but I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I took a, I was able to, by, you know, the grace of God to take a step back and the whole world stopped. And so many people reevaluated their lives. Like what's really important here? And, yeah. and commuting four hours a day is not it, right? No, no. And, and so that has made it harder for the people who are still there and for leaders who are having to do more with less people on their team. I just had a, right, yeah. a call with a client just two hours ago mm-hmm. um, that was experiencing this. And, you know, it, it creates huge amounts of stress um and angst and companies are still trying to figure out well how to how do they pivot to meet the needs of their customers and their employees because you can't expect people to do twice twice the amount of work doing the work of two or three people yeah um for a period of time because you you burn everybody out that's what happened to my client she essentially got burned out and made the conscious choice to go i'm gonna walk away from this 15-year career at this company because Mm. my values no longer align with their values and i can't lead my team the way that i have always led my team because they changed the game Right. So, so many people are now either going into business for themselves or mm-hmm. um, finding new ways, new creative and inventive ways to create their own sustainable lifestyle. It's been it's fascinating. I can't wait to see what, you know, um, the history books will say about this when we look back on this 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I, I, I'm in total agreement of that right um I, I i really am and so uh i don't know i just think generationally um as the years and the decades go on you know um there's going to be a shift you know um things uh, like educational institutions and different ways of uh learning and development and vocation um, it's going to look different, I think, in the next 10 to 20 oh, years. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, our um, I, I I did a, a decade plus worth of consulting inside of the education world. And mm-hmm. um, teachers are so hardworking and so underpaid and so underappreciated. Yes. And it's not sustainable. Yes. You know, no. it's so it's so tragic that we put. And, and no offense to all you football and baseball fans out there, but we mm-hmm. put these pro athletes up on pedestals and pay them millions and millions of dollars, yes. Yes. right? And yes. our teachers are having to pay out of their own pockets to provide pencils and, yes. and paper to these children who are, um, a lot of which are living in less than ideal circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we wonder, why things have gotten so so twisted the the more we can educate our students mm-hmm. the more self-sufficient they can become and then go on to build amazing companies yes um, and create amazing careers for themselves i mean it's to me it seems it's like so obvious like why what's the problem here why can't we educate our our children 
and, and provide our teachers with the, the materials and the funding that they need to thrive, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, don't don't yeah. get me started, Aubrey. I can go up on that <laughs> no. for, for hey, days. <laughs> Michelle, I can all too well relate. My wife is retired from Cincinnati Public Schools, 23 years mm. as a teacher and God an assistant principal. So yeah, she she's she said the same thing about athletics, you know, and, and I've seen her take money out of her pocket to get equipment, to get markers, to get uh, construction paper, all sorts of stuff. So um, yeah, I, I, I have a very, very high regard for teachers and the lives that they're impacting in a big way. And, uh, oh. and, and yeah, they, they're, you, pri we, they're, they're priceless and we don't, they are. we don't treat them with, yeah. uh, with the honor that they deserve. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. They, they are not appreciated enough and they can't be appreciated enough, you know? Um, yeah, it's not too much for them at, at all. So, Michelle, I'd like to unpack rapid rewiring. Um, I know you gave a brief description um, as we opened, but um, if we can unpack that a little bit and just kind of share with the listeners. Um, well, first off, I'm curious, you know, what part of this makes it rapid? Right. And then uh, the rewire, the rewiring, I can I can sort of see or understand it maybe a shift in behavior or a shift in belief. Um, can you can you unpack that for us? All of that and so much more, Aubrey. So, yes. Mm. So um, so coaching, talk therapy, um, hypnotherapy, they all have their places and they're yeah. all a little different. Mm -hmm. And. What I found when I became certified as a hypnotherapist is when I combined hypnotherapy with coaching, it supercharged them both. Mm -hmm. So when you think of the mind, 10% um, of your mind power is your conscious thinking mind and 90% of your unconscious mind is, the, is does all the background work, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So by using hypnotherapy as a tool, by um, taking you into an alpha brainwave state, it's that half awake, half asleep place. Yes. You know, when you first wake up from a nap and you're, you're mm -hmm. aware, but you're still really relaxed and you don't yes. really want to move yet. Yes. That's, that's where I take my clients. We do it all over Zoom. Okay. And in that um, super relaxed state. It's actually gives me access. Like right. the vault door opens to your subconscious mind, which is 90% of your brain programming, if mm -hmm. you will. Wow. And we simply have a conversation with your subconscious mind mm -hmm. where lots of events and emotions have been stuffed in dark corners, if you will. So everything that's ever happened to you is cataloged nice and neatly in your brain, in your subconscious, mm -hmm. in your unconscious mind. And so, and so I'm able to ask you, what's at the root cause of this feeling not enough or not mm -hmm. worthy or this self-doubt? Mm -hmm. And your mm -hmm. mind will bubble up to the surface, the events in your life that planted that seed. Now, it might have been an innocuous event where my brother said this to me on the playground, or it might have been um, a traumatic event, right? that yeah. created a much more deeply felt wound, but they still have the same impact. It doesn't matter if it's a big, hairy, traumatic event or a slight comment in passing, yeah. but it's stuck, to, it's stuck to your brain 
as a child and it stayed there and then it it, it kind of took on a life of its own mm. so i'm able to identify these root causes and then neutralize them because what we're doing is we're just reviewing that event as if it's on a computer screen right we're not yeah, yeah. reliving it no. um but we're just identifying it so as your adult brain looks at it goes oh yeah i remember that i was six years old on the playground and i was made fun of and then i thought i was really ugly after that right and yeah. so that belief just sticks in there but you can look at it and go oh i was six and those children who made fun of me they were six yeah. and i'm not ugly i believe in myself yeah. and i love myself and so you're able to literally rewire the emotional charge to eliminate the charge around that old belief and reset it, reset your programming around yes, it. Yes. And then based on everything that I've learned from a client in our intake session, um, I, I weave into a customized recording for you while you're still in hypnosis, um, my transformation recording. And so using the sound of my voice, Aubrey, I take you into a very relaxed state. Yes. And and I'm dropping into your subconscious words and phrases based on what you've told me. You right, are yeah. enough. You are worthy. You're capable. You're mm -hmm, confident. Mm -hmm. You believe in yourself. Whatever those words need to be for you in your situation. Right. I weave that into a dialogue and then I take that. I mix in this very relaxing binaural beat music mm -hmm. and I have you listen to it every night for 30 days. Okay. So the repetition of listening to those words over and over at night as you drift off to sleep. Yeah. It's just, it's just like listening to a song on the radio over and over again. You remember the words from 30 years ago. Right. True right. story. I, I, I made a hot dog today for lunch and okay. I'm cooking the hot dog and I bust out into the armor hot dog song. <laughs> um, 30 years ago and i'm like oh look at that yeah I yeah it all yeah on, right <laughs> yeah so that's what i'm doing i'm helping people drop these new ways of thinking about themselves down into their subconscious right that is Michelle, that's what makes I, it rapid okay that makes sense that is what makes it rapid okay um and and and, and you know what i i love this this is absolutely uh just just it's it's brilliant okay i mean what one thing you mentioned that i clearly understand is you know taking someone and taking their mind and putting them in a certain state a relaxed state and like you said when you have them at that point look at the things that may be the source of their anxiety or the source of their self-doubt or the source of their uh, low self-esteem or what have you. Um, it's not like they're reliving it because of the state that they're in. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're just, they're just reviewing it. Re they're recalling it. Yeah. They might feel the emotions of it, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't send them down the rabbit hole. No. It doesn't throw no. them into oh right yeah um, yeah because we're able to bring them out of that mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. and and they're able to see oh i can see how that event shaped my belief about myself yes 
And now I'm reshaping, I'm changing my mind about myself. I am enough, I am worthy. I had personally, I had a story that I was an ugly duckling for a really long time, like into my thirties. Really? Before, yeah, wow. because I was an ugly little girl. I wore, I had glasses, I had braces, I looked like a boy, I was a tomboy. And for years and years and years and years, I, mm-hmm. I thought I was like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I, and, and so it wasn't, it took me many years yeah. um, to, to finally understand, oh, I'm, I'm not ugly. I'm beautiful in my own ways and right. whatever ways those are. Yeah. And, yeah. and so when you can reset those beliefs, it, it pops the top off of who you see yourself to be. Right. I liken it to you, you move through the world and these events happen yes. and they, they plant these seeds, these, these self doubts and these beliefs in your mind and your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you start building walls around yourself to protect you because it's not safe to do that. It's not safe to go there. It's not safe to show up in this bigger, bolder way. Right. So I better protect myself. And so next thing you know, you wake up one day as an adult and you're in this tight, squishy box and you're, and you're like, how do we get out of here? I don't want to be yeah. in this box, yeah. but you don't know how to get out of the box. That's what I help people do. I help them see that they're in a box and, and break down the walls so they no longer are in a box. It's not thinking outside of the box, it's getting rid of the box altogether so they can actually show up fully, authentically for who they are without all of the the beliefs they took on as a kid that nine times out of 10 other people gave them, right? Right, yeah, yeah. No, um, I really appreciate you walking us through that. And and like you said, nine times out of 10, you know, these are beliefs that um, they didn't tell themselves, but was told to them. And it led them to believe it for themselves or make make that become their reality. Um, yeah, I mean, words can hurt at times, you know, words can have an impact, a major impact on on people, you know, one way or another. And, oh, uh, they totally yeah. do. There, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the work of um, Dr. Um, Masaru Emoto. He's a Japanese, no. was a Japanese scientist. He wrote okay. the book, The Hidden Messages of Water. It's fascinating mm. scientific research. What really? he did essentially was he, he put um, positive and negative intentions, mm-hmm. words, Mm-hmm. Good words, love, kindness, compassion, gratitude, or yeah. hate, you're ugly, you're a fool, yeah. into water. And then he froze the water and okay. he looked at the crystalline structures that they made. Yeah. Because as you know, as a lot of people know, every snowflake that falls is unique. Yeah. Right? So every crystalline structure is unique. Mm-hmm. And what he found was that when you put positive intentions into water, they form these beautiful crystalline structures. But Hmm. when you put negative intentions, negative words, hateful words, even negative music into water, Mm -hmm. it it didn't form crystalline structures or it formed very distorted structures. So if you take that principle, that scientific fact and go, 
But wait, my body is made of 70% water. What am I telling myself? Ah, and the water yeah. that runs through 50 trillion cells in your body. Yeah. What's the impact that that negative self-talk is having on your body, on your health, your well-being, your mental well-being? Words matter, my friend. They sure do. That is an absolutely fascinating, mind-blowing theory. I mean, not more than a theory. It's a fact, a scientific fact, it's, like you said, right? It's a fact. I have the book here. I'll show you. Yeah, let's let's have a look at here's, it. Here's the this is the book. There it is. Okay. The hidden, yeah, it's a little book, but it yeah. has it literally has like photographs in here of the different crystalline structures that mm -hmm. he took and the ones that were you know deformed or not um but it yeah it's just mind-blowing i love science i geek out on it all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna look for science and i'm happy oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no um i mean science is fun and uh there's a lot that we can continually learn from science and uh and 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 how you took a scientific fact or and and you know and and him and uh and really kind of took that fact and applied it to our bodies right 70 percent water and then words we're telling ourselves words that are told to us you know there's 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 a ripple effect that it can have in our bodies and it does right yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i mean uh, you think about um the mm -hmm the toxic work environments that so many people are in these days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, the stress, the anxiety, the negativity, mm -hmm. the backstabbing, the mm -hmm. one upping that's happening. Yeah. yeah. And you look at it through this lens, mm -hmm. like, wow, what's the impact of that energy on my well being? Right. Right. Um, right. Because again, he was my little science self everything's energy right yes, boil everything down it's all energy it's all light yes and everything vibrates at different frequencies what mm -hmm. makes it matter it means it's just more dense right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so our thoughts are energy our emotions are energy our our cells in our body are energy and they're vibrating at these different frequencies so if you're working in a toxic environment that just means there's a lot of lower frequency energy vibrating. Sure. Right? And the yeah. longer you stay in that toxic environment, um, the more your body starts to resonate and, and chime in at that lower frequency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I can so, see that. Mm -hmm. Right. So as humans, we have to go, oh, is that really serving me? Or do I need to make some kind of change so that I can feel better right that's right. how we know like when you walk into a conference room right and you can feel the tension in the air or you can feel yep. the joy in the air right it's those mm -hmm. different frequencies that we're feeling and then we're picking up on and and so for folks who are working in larger organizations you get to pause and notice that where where are you working what's the environment like there and is it lifting you up is it feeding your your mind? Is it feeding your expertise, your talents, or right. is it pulling you down and and creating a negative impact on your body? Right. Um, I 
I have a dear friend of mine who is a, a five time cancer survivor. Oh, wow. Five times. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, and she, in her, you know, the first time she got cancer, she was working in a really toxic environment. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't work for her and her, mm -hmm. it impacted her body in a negative way. And she didn't get the message the first time. So she got cancer again. Yeah. And then again. And, and, and so now she's very mindful of what she puts in her body, the, yes. the energy of her environment, the people she hangs out with, all of those things matter um, and, and impact our body. So mm. we're such amazing um, beings and yes. we don't give ourselves enough credit, I don't think, for um, how much uh, we're influenced by the people and, and the things around us. No, no, that that's so true. And like you said, it's all energy, right? Whether it's good or bad, it's all energy. And um, and and I don't know, just the the element of and the virtue of uh, self awareness just keeps coming to mind as as I'm listening to you here, um, because this is a thing that we would have to be self aware on right uh, say our work environment like you like you like you mentioned you know um is it nurturing me is it nourishing my mind is it challenging me or is it pulling me down so uh tremendous um need for self awareness uh there for sure yeah well michelle um one of my last questions i wanted to ask you is you know after a client has a major breakthrough and transformation and and i understand you know um beyond that it's not it's not like there's a breakthrough or a transformation and all is solved right this is a continual work in progress and that leads yes. me to ask can you share maybe one or two approaches that that these people can take to sustain their newfound way of thinking and operating sure that's a that's a great question aubrey because it it's a practice right, right? Um, that's why they call it practicing medicine or practicing mm -hmm. meditation. Um, right. <laughs> it, it's a practice because mm -hmm. every time you learn something new about yourself, there's like, oh, this aha. And yeah. then um, and then new opportunities for learning come in and enables you to um, elevate to a new level. So think of it as a an upward spiral. Okay. Right? So we're, mm -hmm. we're constantly learning and the universe gives us an opportunity for learning, right? Good, mm -hmm. bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we, we learn what we need and then we kind of level up, right? Yeah. And yeah. then we get a new opportunity for learning that looks a lot like the last one, but now we handle it a little differently. We're a little wiser, we're a little smarter yes. and you make different choices. And, and so for folks who are on their path, to um, create greater self-awareness, greater understanding, and, and continually letting go of the junk in their trunk that no longer serves them um, is to keep practicing, right? right. That's right? It's not like you're taking a class and then you you got the grade and then and then you're done. And then, oh, right. look, I'm enlightened. No, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way, no. right? It yeah, doesn't work yeah. that way. 
So, um, I mean, I've been doing this work for 20 years and I, mm -hmm. and I still learn new things about myself. I still fall down and fall yeah. into the pit, into the pothole, if you will, right. yeah. um, as I'm driving down that road. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm a little wiser. I'm like, Oh, look, there's a pothole. I think maybe I'll drive around it this time. Okay? <laughs> right. I don't, I don't have to fall into it to remind myself that there's a pothole there. So yeah. it's about staying awake. It's about staying conscious to yourself every single day and mm -hmm. making those conscious choices of does this work for me does this not work for me does this lift me up does this bring me down what is it that i want to choose for myself now and now and now because every uh, now moment is different yes 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 i could see every now moment can be different due to the circumstances or the environment that you're in um, because all this is ever changing right yeah yeah, yeah. nothing uh, change is the one real thing that is constant that's right <laughs> <laughs> the For universe sure. is always expanding and so yes. it's gonna change and you can either push against it no i don't want to i don't want to change well you're, right. you're going to be forced to change eventually and it might look yes. like little gradual baby steps mm -hmm. or it might look like a tectonic shift sure right yeah, you get to yeah. choose. You know, I yeah. I conveniently live just up the street from the Hayward Fault Line here in California. Literally, oh, wow. just yeah, just up the street. And oh, so I can I can look in my backyard, for example, and I have a little retaining wall, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. tilted forward by about eight inches since oh, I've my. lived here. But I'd seriously. rather have it be seriously. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have it be these little tiny incremental, you know nudges forward then a giant whoosh, in the whole house right. falls down right yeah yeah so, that's pretty extreme yeah. right so yeah. that's that's the idea here is to create your own little tiny shifts and micro movements each and every day mm -hmm. versus um getting you know thrown into a wall so i i look back at my career change right mm -hmm. some might call it a midlife crisis I called it a spiritual awakening because it was like the universe took me by the shoulders and shook me up and said, no, not this. Look over here. Mm, <laughs> this is yes, far better yes. suited to you. I was like, yes. oh, oh, okay. And uh -huh. I didn't quite know what I was doing, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to leap into the pool and I'll figure it out as I go. And I've been figuring it out ever since. The old leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's a beautiful thing, especially, you know, over the years when things start to take shape, take traction and, uh, you know, and it turns out to be something that you had no idea what it would be the time you jumped in. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. man, that's so awesome. Michelle, how can the listeners connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about your great work and maybe even pick up a copy of your book? Sure. So you can always find me at michellemolitor.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-O-L-I-T-O-R.com. Um, you can learn all about my work there. Um, you can take the quiz there. Um, you can find my book, Breakthrough Healing, on Amazon. And um, if you go to the Brain Candy section and my website, you'll find all sorts of other um, free and low-cost resources and tools for folks to explore, to, to continually open their mind, and lots of uh, blog articles. Um, 
So I'm, I'm constantly writing and sharing stuff um, out into the world just to help people. Fantastic. Wonderful. We are going to make sure we have direct links to the website, to the brain candy section, to the book on Amazon and, uh, and, 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 and some other areas uh, also including uh, where they can access the, um, the uh, self-doubt quiz and mm-hmm. the free masterclass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have direct links to all those in the episode show notes, Michelle Molitor. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and just sharing some insights with us. I, I, I hope we can stay in touch and bring you back sometime down the line to Absolutely. give the listeners. I'd love update. that. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Always happy to come and chat. Oh, I well, hate this stuff. I don't like talking about it at all. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Michelle, now we come to a segment I like to call three for the road. And in three for the road, that's where I ask my guests three random yet thought provoking questions, encouraging them to answer in five words or less. So what do you say, Michelle? Mm. You think you're up for it? Five words or less. Okay. Go. All right. So uh, these questions are not cookie cutter. They are uh, pertaining to the specialty and the expertise of my guests. And here we are starting with uh, question number one for three for the road. Here we go. If there was a food that can magically remove feelings of self-doubt, what would it be? Salad. Salad. Fresh, refreshing, it's nutritious, and delicious. Cleansing. It's good for you. Yes, and yes. it'll make you smile. Nourishes. Nourishment can remove doubt. I love it. Yep. All right. Question number two. This should be easy. It's a fill in the blank. The key thing that people learn about themselves in rapid rewiring is that they are enough. That they are enough. I love it. Love it. Fantastic. And question number three, topping us off for three for the road, Michelle. (laughs) Not sure how much television you watch, but (laughs) um, in the fictitious world of television, Michael Scott happens to be a people leader. If you're familiar with who Michael Scott is. And if you are, what kind of help can he use to remove doubt and become unshakable? Oh, um, I would say listen, listen to his people and yes. actually hear them. <laughs> yes, self awareness, right? <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah. a difference between hearing and listening. <laughs> yes. Two very different things. Big difference. Yeah, for sure. Oh, great job, Michelle. Hey, thanks again for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate you coming on. That wraps it up for three for the road. Thanks again, Michelle. Again, I hope we get to stay in touch. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Aubrey, for having me on my sh- having having me on your show. There we go. It was a delight, really. Oh, well. Well, thanks. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And if you have a loved one who maybe seemed to be at the end of their rope or maybe a friend or colleague that just seemed to be down in the dumps and not sure where to turn 
Um, they're just going through dark days of despair. Um, I humbly ask that you share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.